What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 110 of the WorkPrints Gamescast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, Rob, and I'm being joined by my two faithful co-hosts, Bilal and James. First off, what's up, Bilal? I listened to the Gypsy Woman. I dropped off the cursed items in a mailbox in Virginia, along with a t-shirt, and I am free of the My Hero Academia TCG curse. I mean, um, for, I, I passed it. I passed it off to some mm. sucker, um, and it's his problem now. Yeah, well, you also passed along stolen contraband to me, <laughs> and so I can neither confirm nor deny. Um, I think I think you admitted it on the podcast, like I, I, I after New York Comic Con. That that uh, I didn't realize that episode. You know what? They they gave it to us. At the end of the mm. day, they, there's mm. no loss in value there for anyone yeah. involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that ten cents worth of cards you guys walked away with. Uh, what about you, James? Any any curses you've gotten rid of in the past two weeks? No, none, none that I can think of. I, I I've not been cursed lately. <laughs> mm. All right. Well, I mean, I guess my one curse is now I'm haunting the show. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> No, it's good. It's good to see you again. You, you know, can't it's nice. Keep me away. <laughs> no, it's honestly, it's nice for me <laughs> to have like a, a three-person show on the regular. Yeah. I think I think it brings different perspectives into it. It helps with the you know conversation flow, and hopefully, it means that I don't just talk constantly and not let blog get a word in that somebody else will step in. But <laughs> we'll we'll see if that actually happens or not. I, I'm gonna say no. Um, yeah. right yeah. the um, no, no, uh, yeah. Apologies for no show last week. Had family stuff come up. Um, I what, which happened to bring me to Rob's neck of the woods. Um, I, I doubt anyone remembers, but when we stopped doing this show a few years back, like I think all of us were just trying to get our life together and mm -hmm. just kind of like better career, make some money. We all felt very poor. Um, Still. I'm doing, uh, <laughs> speaking for myself, uh, I am very thankful. Uh, I thank God every day for how well I'm doing now. What I clearly didn't understand was <laughs> how well some of us ended up doing. Um, I did not I, know where I, this was going. I did not I, know where this was going until right now. <laughs> I had to uh, walk past 30 butlers, uh, landscaper, uh, just to get to this mailbox. <laughs> no, not, no, I, I'm joking. I'm joking. That's um, not true. Rob, Rob lives in Hallmark country. It's the best way to describe it. If you ever watch like Gilmore Girls or whatnot, <laughs> um, it is it is enchanting. I would I would I this when the sun breaks through the leaves, it is gorgeous. It is it, it is like autumn like you know when the hallmark movies like they bust out those sweater vests they go upstate uh th that's where they go they go to rob's backyard i'll say it rob is. how much do you charge for that uh he he showed. Your location. you know it's, it's funny <laughs> i always say that sometimes it does like when you're driving through the neighborhood because of the woods that it kind of feels like you know maybe not hallmark but something like a fairy tale almost it, right it really like, does you're driving just the way the trees and, and they're big trees. That's the way it's there. And our, my neighborhood is literally called like, well, actually I shouldn't say what my neighborhood is. Called, yeah. But <laughs> you really shouldn't. <laughs> it has a, 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 uh, fairy tale like name or whatever. Uh, yeah, no, I live in a, in a, a nice quiet neighborhood where everybody has to, one of the things about the area is that everybody has to have, um, 
five acres. It's a five, a five acres late, late uh, lots all across. You can't subdivide. Like it's actually in our bylines. We can't subdivide them and, and stuff like that. And so, yes, because of that, because of it being wooded, uh, just to give, you know, some context, I might talk about it on this before, on the podcast before, but like there's a chief justice that doesn't live in my neighborhood, but lives not too far away. And so, uh, so yeah, I mean, that's where I live. Yeah, I am doing, I am doing well. I, my wife is doing really well. And so it took a lot of hard work, but I I mean, I mean, it only makes sense with the careers both of you have, but it just, it didn't, it did not click until I got to that mailbox. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, yeah, okay. When Rob says, come over, I have a pool (laughs) and a guest bedroom. This is what he meant. Yeah, he also yeah. his guest bedroom had its own pool, right? Yeah, Correct. No. <laughs> uh, hopefully now you'll act, hopefully now that you've seen it, you'll actually come and, and I'm, visit. I'm, yeah, it, it is. Uh, I I'm very happy for you. I mean, Thank I know you. I know I, I know how much all of us have like really worked our asses off, mm-hmm. put things on the side to do this. But uh, I'm I'm glad it worked out. <laughs> also, Angie in the chat wrote, uh, "He lives on a lake, a lake." I, I, uh, I, I, I do. All right. That's funny because one, one of my neighbors has a lake. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a private. No, I think it's a pond technically. Yeah. Uh, it's like a private pond and stuff like that. Oh, uh, so, okay. I, I did see that when I yeah. was driving out and I was like, uh, the, the one thing I, I, I do think that you're cursed with is leaves. Oh my Snow. God. Uh, you should have used, yeah. Like I think you said it yourself, like branches falling, like yeah. it, it, goddamn nightmare. <laughs> yeah, you when you came, actually the leaves were just starting to fall. You should see what my lawn looks like right now. It's oh, a nightmare. God. I'm gonna be out there for hours. Uh, yeah, it's but at least you practiced with Lawn Simulator 2020. It's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> anyway, I mean, all right, I, enough. I was gonna say I, I had to rake leaves over the weekend. It took me hours, mm-hmm. and I've got a small yard, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's the it, worst. It's absolutely yeah. worst. No, it's 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 brutal. All right, enough about my house and, and <laughs> where I live. Chateau, uh, Chateau de Sunny. <laughs> let's uh, let's go ahead and get right into the games and what we've been playing. Uh, I've I've got a fairly long list, so I'll go ahead and kick us off. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about, considering that James, you've played it as well, is uh, Gotham Knights. How far have yep. you gotten into Gotham Knights? Would you say? Oh, I, I'm pretty far. I'm like okay, twelve, fifteen hours maybe. Okay, I'm I, I, only... I think the way I'm playing, I'm pretty close to the mm. end. At least that's okay. the, way the, the way the story is going. I'm wrapping things up. So I'm only about two hours in, three hours in, something like that. Uh, and my early impressions are all the reviews are right. Uh, honestly, I think that the, I think that, I mean, this game is so far for me, like very meh. Like, I'm, I, that's not to say I'm not enjoying myself, but I think I'm enjoying myself kind of in spite of some of the aspects of the game. Like a lot has been made about it being 30 frames per second. And there are some games where 30 frames per second is not a problem. I honestly think in a game like Uncharted, uh, Tomb Raider, like narrative, third person, you're mostly popping into cover, popping out, shooting, doesn't even feel that bad, right? Like give me 4K, ray tracing, all that stuff. I'll play in 30 frames. It's fine. Uh, In Gotham Knights and the games that came before it in the Arkham series, the fact that it is a like melee focused combat game where the combat is timing and rhythm and maybe not as fast as say a Devil May Cry or like a Bayonetta, there is some speed there. You you feel the 30 frames. Like it feels sluggish. It feels like 
an Xbox One game. Uh, X, honestly, it feels like it reminds me a lot of like an Xbox Three Series, uh, Three Sixty era, like open world game. Because the other thing about that open world is that it's a fairly big map, and it is mostly empty. Like you will stumble across pockets of crime here and mm-hmm. there, but the rest of the streets empty. Uh, I also think that well, I, kind of you hear like people yell in the background, right? Like, hey, is that Nightwing? Yep. Like they'll say yep. things to make it feel more alive, and there's like cars and stuff. But I agree, like it outside of the crime, it does have like an emptiness kind of feeling to it. Yeah, I also the other thing that bothers me, and maybe maybe you feel different about this, but like actually traversing that world. I mean, in the very beginning, it's awful. It doesn't feel like the grappling from point to point mm-hmm. doesn't feel good. You can kind of like get into a rhythm where you're basically jumping every time you get to your end point and then trying to grab another grapple but yeah. point and just almost like you're swinging like a Spider-Man swing, but not quite. It's not until you unlock their knighthood abilities that then you get an additional movement traversal ability, mm-hmm. but even that doesn't feel feel all that great if i'm being honest which character are you playing so i'm playing red hood oh and okay he has this traversal ability that is just like because they talk about this in trailers and dev diaries stuff like that knighthood red hood has uh magic he uses magic Mm, right right. aside (laughs) the fact that the lazarus pit he uses magic and so he basically creates these uh platforms that he can run on to basically like run through the air and you progressively get lower as you go along. So it's not like you do it completely across. I think the bigger issue is that the map is huge and your side missions and main missions are spread all over it. Mm. So you'll come out of the central hub and you'll find a, a mission that is, I mean, literally two and a half minutes of traversing, three minutes of traversing to get there. And then your next one is another two and a half, three minutes. And I, I, I feel like they have really messed up in that regard especially since the other option to traverse is the bat cycles and that doesn't feel great either right yeah i I will say it at least from because i've been playing the whole game as nightwing it's Mm. a little bit different because with nightwing you have his glider right which you can like you can go up and down and like you can you can actually control it and fly and so you can like cover large amounts of land like fly over like big gaps of water between islands all this stuff and really cut down on your travel time which is oh, nice yeah yeah uh, and get, later in like, the game you also unlock you do unlock fast travel it's oh, later okay. but you do you like talk to lucius fox and he's like hey there's the you know you gotta take down these things out of the sky and then you could fast travel but i will say the one thing with the fast travel is kind of annoying the animation for the fast travel takes so long <laughs> it's like why do they even fast travel because at least for nightwing he's like flying in his plane and he drops out into his glider and like he comes down for a long period of time before mm-hmm. you're like free to actually like go around if you're going from like one side of the world all the way to the other it saves you a lot of time but if you're not going that far it's just faster for me to like you know fly to where i need to go now i will say since i've talked about the negatives of this game i will say the positives of this game is that it's a batman game Right, like right. we're we're playing as the Bat Family. Uh, it's funny because it really does remind you just how uh, not diverse comics were early on, <laughs> right? Um, and it's funny. I mean, I've always known that, but then it hit me, hit me until I'm playing this game where there's literally four playable characters, and they're all they're they're not diverse. All right, and and. And and Alfred, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and so uh, 
I, but you are playing as the Bat Family. You are playing in Gotham. Uh, you see the villains of Gotham and this interpretation of them. All that stuff is honestly pretty great. Like as a fan mm-hmm. of that universe, of that world, I am enjoying that. I'm also yeah, enjoying I, the fact. No, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I also like I really enjoy the story. Like I feel like it's pulling it along, mm-hmm. um, and because I feel like I'm playing as one character the whole thing. I kind of mm-hmm. like it's a Nightwing simulator. And so like, cause oh. you do special, there are special missions for individual characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like upgrading one person, sticking with that one character. I've kind of like learned his moveset. Uh, mm-hmm. But one to go back to your combat thing, at least at least for Nightwing, I don't know if anybody else does this, as you unlock your knighthood and unlock more abilities, like now, instead of like hitting the, the button press to like dodge, I can hold it down with Nightwing. And because he's mm-hmm. in the circus, he's like acrobatics and he flips around and does all this extra stuff. You just kind of like guide it. So it mm-hmm. like, it, it kind of, it helps with the combat a little bit. And then you have yeah. like heavy attacks and stuff that help too. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm also playing just as one character, that's my intention. And and that is part of the reason why I'm enjoying this is because I'm playing as Red Hood and I mean, I, forget the Lazarus Pit, this dude has found Schwarzenegger's steroid stash. He is a <laughs> monster. This dude looks like Bane after Bane's on the juice without the juice. Like this is how big <laughs> and jacked uh red hood is in this game on top of that this dude is he is an anti-hero and he does have a darker past and and darker methods and he he makes a big deal about like you know wanting it to do it like that bruce showed him a new way and he wants to try to live up to that way and stuff like that but he uses guns and (laughs) here's an example i'm was playing co-op and the co-op is actually fun it's nice to run around and have somebody else there and also not be tethered together so we can just like split up and and divide and conquer was it random or someone you knew no i was playing it with a friend right and the thing is four playable characters but only two player co-op is kind of a bummer as well uh that being said it is fun we're playing red hood has guns i'm shooting these guys and i'm shooting these guys point blank in the head unloading two full clips into their head right and knocking them out I just started laughing and I told Mike, I was like, I just unloaded two clips into their head. Luckily, they were non lethal. And Mike, a former police <laughs> officer, it was like, yeah, rubber bullets still kill. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, there's also the fact that there are interrogations in this game. When you lower an enemy down, you can grab mm-hmm. them. And then a, a quick little, it's not a cutscene, but a, a pre canned animation plays out. Yeah. And that's how there's you only like get, four of those, by the way. You all, you hear the same right. thing over and over. Yep. Again. <laughs> and you end up getting information that gets you new crime, new side quests on your map. It's like that. Mm-hmm. When he's done, first off, just to grab them and get them into interrogation, he absolutely spikes them on top of their head. Right. I have no idea how their necks don't break. He puts his gun under their chin and he's holding their one arm in an armbar. They finally give up what he wants. He basically says thank you pulls on the arm at the same time as he stomps on their face there's no way this dude isn't pitting everybody in a morgue like there's just there's just no way i mean that was like that was like some of the stuff in arkham the arkham games where you could like run over somebody with mm-hmm. the batmobile and yeah. be like well no he uh the batmobile gently set them aside no, no, no it didn't <laughs> i i did a silent takedown where i choked somebody out on the the third or fourth flight of stairs right i took them out and then pulled them over their edge and their unconscious ragdoll body landed directly on their head and neck there's just no way that guy is still alive yeah, right it's 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 one of these things where like no. not for nothing most of the villains and criminals in gotham would probably be better off dead than whatever state they're gonna be in after they run into the bat family because there's no way they're <laughs> yeah. having a normal life after that 
I do wonder though, because certain cutscenes, like as you're playing as Red Hood, mm -hmm. I'm playing as Nightwing, like characters react a certain way and they say certain things. And I don't know if the conversation is different based on who you are, because it seems like it would be. So I was listening to a, another podcast and they were talking about how they had a like discord where like four of them were, were playing and they were playing different characters. And I don't know if they were necessarily playing together or just like talk, like just being in a, a discord together while they were playing. And somebody asked like, Oh, this story feels really like specific to me as my character. Mm -hmm. And everybody else was like, yeah, no, that's the same way. And so credit to them, right? Like if you're playing as one of these characters, it feels like you're playing their game. And and that that is cool. Like I said, I don't think this game is bad. I just think that it's yeah. like now, it has I think it's already been patched once. I think mm -hmm. I'm hoping over time it gets a little more stable because one thing I will say in terms of combat after a while you kind of it's like when you play like over lag like you know we'll talk about Logitech G Cloud in a little bit. But mm -hmm. spoiler. But mm -hmm. like so if somebody knows the lag in your brain kind of adjust to it and so you get used to the combat but one area i absolutely notice the frame dips is when i'm on the bat cycle and i'm driving because you'll be driving you feel like you're going super fast and as soon as you go over a bridge like that wavy wind animations going on and you feel like you're going like a turtle like you just mm -hmm. you look and you tell you're not moving and i don't know that that's like the game kind of loading the next island like i have it no has idea to be. because yeah. it goes so slow and it's so noticeable and it's it, it's kind of but once you get across the bridge everything's fine at least for the most part it, it's fine again but yeah i i definitely noticed that like it's kind of a, it's kind of annoying yeah like i said i'm still early in i have i fully yep. intend to continue playing it and and mm -hmm. probably play it all the way through uh but and, i mean I'm, for, honestly i'm enjoying i can see myself going back to it and playing through as another character mm -hmm. later like in a harder difficulty because uh, i am enjoying my time with it it's just that like so that that same old loop of like go out interrogate you know, stop crimes. And of course you need to stop the crimes to level up to be able to take on the harder missions. Um, but it, it, I, I'm enjoying it. I mean, I, I talked about Assassin's Creed on our last one. It mm -hmm. reminds me of the early Assassin's Creed games because like you get that right. map those and there's three, icons those all Xbox over it. And like, oh, by the games. way, yeah, not, not only do you have to like stop all this crime and mm -hmm. you can also find, like you said, there's other crimes just happening on the street you can stop as well mm -hmm. to level up. But they're like, you've got to find like Bruce Wayne's like he hid these like cash boxes all. You got to find those, and you got to find batarangs. You got to find like art posted all over the city. There's like six or seven different like major collectibles, and like it's a lot. There's a lot to do. Like if you're an achievement hunter and you like you like that kind of like stuff, and you just want something you can kind of like shut your brain off for a while, do some combat, collect some stuff. It, you know, I'm I'm enjoying my time with it. I, I think I, I'm. I think I'm just really tired of open worlds like this, especially after playing sure. something like Elden Ring and that mm -hmm. open world. Like this feels, this feels bad in my opinion. All of these feel bad in my opinion. And it's not just this game. I mean, I was, I was getting sick of this style of open world where like, I mean, that's my problem with like Ghost of Tsushima, right? Is I think everything outside of the main story stuff is like all the, 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 those foxes you're chasing down and find to find the, bamboo reeds or whatever they are or shoots or whatever they are and like all that stuff i'm just sick of it sick of all of it it, it shouldn't be collectibles for collectibles sake. it should mm -hmm. add mm -hmm. to it should it should make you engage with the world or make that world a bit more richer for um doing the side quests i think xenoblade chronicles 3 actually does a very good job with that with the side quests mm -hmm. um but a lot of these games all these open world uh, games it's just 
thanks for collecting a hundred feathers. Here's a, here's a yeah. cape. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's that's um, honestly that's what this is. It's very like like Rob said, very old school in its thinking. So if like you're you're hungry for something like that and you want to experience that again, it's here. Because I agree, this is just collectibles for collectible sake. I mean, it's like. Bleh. I, pro I mean, at least on this run through, I'm not going to collect everything. I just want to yeah. get through the story, experience it, and just enjoy it for what it is. And maybe later go back and try to find I, stuff. I think my just one of my biggest issues with DC in general is I just wish their heroes would kill. Uh, Gotham would be uh, a, a haven if all the criminals were cleaned off the street. But no, Gotham, Gotham would be Gotham would be empty. It gets to a point where Bruce Wayne's just like waiting at like a stop sign. Someone just rolls past. And he just breaks their window and grabs them out. <laughs> that all was right. a rolling stop. <laughs> so so <laughs> m moving on, I've also been playing Gunfire Reborn. Gunfire Reborn is now uh, on Xbox. I, uh, I, and in Game Pass, I had previously played the Early Access on Steam. I'm not sure if it's actually in full release now. It, it might be. That might be the case with this release on console. And uh, this game is awesome. I've talked about it before. It's a roguelike first-person shooter, cel-shaded. Kind of reminds me of like if you took uh, Borderlands and made it a roguelike. And I have played maybe four or five hours on it, done like seven or eight runs, stuff like that. And uh, I, I'm having a, a really great time. Uh, I don't think there's more to say about it other than it's on Game Pass. If you have Game Pass, go ahead and check it out. And I, I really I, I can't. Will, uh, I haven't downloaded to check it out. Mm -hmm. I haven't tried it yet. Mm -hmm. I, I did see a few people complain online because it's one of those games that has like odd point achievements. With like oh, like okay. one and three so, and like if you like yes. you just gotta be ready for that. So you care about your achievement score. <laughs> so I unfortunately no longer care about the roundness of my achievement score. Uh, I or fortunately I should say because yes there is I should warn everybody this does do probably the worst thing possible and give out one and two and three point achievements and they give them to you like right away. I I've talked about this. On this podcast Should i think I, honestly though i think i talked about it like five years ago when we were doing this podcast before uh that it should not be a lot that should just it should always be five or or tens uh just to have a nice round number and it kind of drives me nuts because games like this that do that oftentimes they give you the one point achievement in the beginning and then the only way to make it round again is actually beating the game and Unlocking so every trophy right or achievement uh, it's and it's 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 awful um that being said my mind and that OCD part of it is free. It doesn't bother me anymore because so many games have have done this. Now I'm just at the point like my number is is the number. And so, but I, I like I said, I really enjoy this game. I think all the different weapons are cool. I definitely found ones I like. All the different characters that you can uh, unlock throughout feel unique, feel different. I'm currently playing as this uh, turtle who is basically like a tank-ish character, where my ultimate is I get a shield around me that absorbs all the damage, and I just run up to enemies, even like elite enemies and, and higher bosses, stuff like that, and I just start punching them. Like, this is a first-person shooter. I'm just in there just throwing fists, throwing hands. Yep. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's I'm having a lot of fun, you know, just having that variety, especially in, in a roguelike, where you are essentially doing the same thing over and over again. Yes, you're, you're trying different weapons, getting different weapons. You're getting different uh, random scrolls, which give you passives and stuff like that throughout. But it can get repetitive, right? So having these characters that feel wholly unique and having different abilities, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. 
Other thing I want to talk about real quick, Modern Warfare 2. I've only played mm, two hours of the campaign so far. I haven't even booted up multiplayer. It uh, so far very much feels like Modern Warfare. It feels like that last one that came before. It is really high quality action movie-esque, Michael Bay-esque campaign. I will say that I am sick and tired of the ugly horrendous filter that they keep hitting on these games i understand that like they're trying to look like prestige tv right they're trying to look like uh <laughs> jack ryan or whatever you know and so they pit on that like gray noise filter essentially where it looks like they're static all over your screen and stuff like that i hate it i hate it so much i understand not having it would make it look more video gamey right that's fine i'm playing a video game stop doing that it looks awful, especially when it switches from that to like some in-game footage that doesn't have that over it, right? It, it drives, I hate it so much. It drives me nuts. I hate it. Anyway, but I'm still enjoying the campaign so far. I mean, it is what it is. All right, last thing I want to talk about, and then I'll let you guys uh, talk about what you've been playing more, is I finished Grounded. Oh, you finished Grounded? I, I guess. Uh, I haven't even so started your Grounded. <laughs> your parents finally let you out of your room? Yeah. <laughs> uh, see what happens when you have a kid? These are the jokes you come up with. I, that joke champion! Oh I got God. the luck to prove it. <laughs> I, yeah. I've talked about it on the podcast before. My buddy Mike has put in a lot of work into Grounded, like building out essentially a bat cave in, in Grounded. Like you, you go into this structure that he's built, and he's got all these different stalls and they've got mannequins with all these different armors for all the different friends that he has coming in to play the games. They've got boxes that have all these different weapons and stuff like that. And then he's got his like display case where he has his trophies of the different bugs he's killed and mounts at their heads. It's awesome. So you're saying that sounds you cheated impressive. your way. Yes. By association. <laughs> yes. So he pitted all the like busy work. And I got to come in and just do like the story quests and the boss fights and, and, and did some glory. busy works. Yeah, I did some busy work, right? <laughs> so, but, you're, uh, so you're Hercule from Dragon Ball Z, like Goku and friends do all sure. the work. And then sure. you're, you're, you just happen to be there and take all the credit. Sure. I mean, I still put in some work. Mm. I just, you know, I still put in some work. But Tim's yeah, so it was, uh, <laughs> it, uh, that game is awesome. And... I have, I looked it up. I've put in, you know, a few days worth of game time into that oh, game. Wow. So, yeah. So it's not like I haven't, I haven't put as much as him, but it's not like I, you know, I've only put a couple hours into that game. I, uh, this is in game of the year talk for me. As it officially releasing this year, it counts. This mm -hmm. is in game of the year talk for me. I think that this is actually in my top three. Easy. Uh, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's currently my number two. But it, it it's it is a fantastic game. I've I've never clicked with these type of survival games before. I think the story is awesome and messed up. I think that we got the good ending, which you know uh, was nice. I, I I didn't realize there were multiple endings. Yeah, I think that huh. this I think that the combat and like the some of the bosses are actually legitimately difficult. I think that you are. The game walks a fine line of being like uh, rewarding and frustrating. Like this is a hostile environment you're in. Most things are out to kill you. 
And so, uh, and then when you, it also does the thing where like you get to a point where you're strong enough and you're, you've upgraded your equipment enough that you go to these old areas that you first started at that give you a hard time and you're just like dominating through it. And I, I am shocked at how much story is in this game for what kind of game it is. Um, that's not to say that it's like a ton. It's like the perfect amount. And, uh, no, I, 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 cannot recommend this game enough and i think everybody should give it a shot especially considering that it is on game pass and it is by obsidian like i i thought this was an interesting project for them to take on considering their their pedigree and i was a little bit worried that this was going to be their version of oh man what was that game the Power Stone-esque, no, the Power Stone-esque game that the Senua Sacrifice team did that got clo- shut down after like three months. Something Edge, come on. Oh, oh Bleeding uh, Edge. Uh, Bleeding Edge. Bleeding Edge, I, yes. I actually really enjoy Bleeding I got all the achievements of that for the so, three down. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought, the more James talks about his, his game taste, the more I'm thinking that we're never going to agree on t- our game of the year discussion uh, yeah. will be bloodshed. <laughs> no, you know what's funny is I used to think that I was the kind of person that, uh, for the most part, I like I like games, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I can find something to like in almost any game. It's very rare that I I play a game and I'm like, no, this is awful and stuff like that. Uh, but James might have me beat as far as that's concerned. <laughs> Uh, but I hey, thought this hey, was going to hey, be their version hey, of that. Everyone right? makes fun of me for playing Bleeding Edge, but <laughs> I, I enjoyed my time with it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, it's gone, and I don't really it, I don't really miss it. Right. I had a good time with it. Right. <laughs> hey, you're, you're talking you're talking to people that bought Battleborn at lunch. And enjoyed hey, it. I, I, you're right. I, 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 I enjoyed Battleborn right. too. I enjoyed yeah. that. Battleborn's great. <laughs> uh, R.I.P. Battleborn. Gone too soon. I, I... Oh, so I thought it was going to be like that. Something that was like a, saw, a small side project that was a passion project that was going to eventually fizzle out. And then when they released it into early access, I was like, oh, this is actually like... This is cool. There are some good ideas here. Then I left it alone, came back recently uh, before they went into official launch a few months ago and was like, wow, they've added so much. Like there is so much content here. And then after the official release with all the story stuff that was added, I mean, this game is, I, I, I wish, game of the year is gonna be fun to talk about so that I can just freely talk about it. I still think the game is too fresh for me to just go in and start spoiling things because even like, the type of weapons I got in this game, I feel like are spoilers because it was fun to experience that and discover that stuff on our own. Um, I highly, highly recommend it. I, I hope people aren't sleeping on this game. Like, it's unbelievable. Uh, and that wraps up what I've been playing. James, why don't you, we already went over Gotham Knights. What else sure. have you been getting into? Sure, okay. Like, I, I really haven't had a lot of game time this, like since the last podcast. A lot of my time has been playing through Gotham Knights and, like I said, getting through that. Playing a little bit of Overwatch 2 still, just kind of, you know, casually playing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of my time, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I have on my list of what I've been playing. Let me check your brain off into that. Uh, I mean, I have been playing Marvel Snap. So mm-hmm. Marvel Snap, I don't know if you guys are still, I'm assuming you guys are still playing that as well. Yes. That's one yeah. where, like, I can play yes. it, like, on my lunch break. You know, I can play mm-hmm. it, like, you know, after work or before, you know, laying in bed before I go to sleep, whatever. It's just easy on to hop the toilet. in. Most game time location. Yeah. Uh, so, so actually, Marvel Snap yeah. saved me a little bit. I there was a court date yesterday at a courthouse two hours away from where I live that the time was entered into the calendar wrong. 
So the time in the calendar was nine o'clock. Turns out it was actually 11 o'clock. So I was two hours early, essentially. So I just played Marvel Snap in my car and then went into the courthouse and played Marvel Snap in the hallway. I, until I thought you were going to say you won called. by holding up your phone going, Snap! No. <laughs> you know, <that's> <laughs> um, snap, Jackson, your honor. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, uh, yeah, no, 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 we're still playing it. But, uh, James, why don't, you, why don't you talk about the, yeah. the thing you've really been putting time into? Sure. So uh, I, I had my first written review go up since 2017. It's been a long time, but it was nice. Uh, like I talked about in the last show, I got the Logitech G Cloud. Uh, pretty, pretty decent price on it through Bing credit and Xbox credit and all that stuff. Um, and I've actually been, for what it is, for my needs, it fits perfectly, right? So the main reason I got the Logitech G Cloud was for streaming my Xbox to it. So like we free up the TV, right? So... Um, and my wife's been using it a lot too. So, cause I, like we talked about on the show before, I've got an Xbox series X and a series S. I got like, the S under her name, the X under mine. So mm-hmm. like if I'm using the TV and she wants to play, you know, fall guys or whatever, she pulls out the G cloud, turns on fall guys. And she, you know, she is good to go. Um, and she used to play a lot on the switch, but she says she likes playing it better on the G cloud. Cause it, like mm-hmm. it runs smoother. I mean, it, it, the only thing with the G cloud, if you're not doing in-home streaming, so if you're not doing you know, Xbox or Steam Link or any of those, and you're trying to do, like, um, uh, not xCloud anymore, it just uh, Game, Pla- Game Pass, Xbox Cloud, whatever it's called now. X-Cloud. There is definitely no, lag. X- and you I think it's just it. called, like, Xbox, X- uh, Xbox Cloud. <laughs> or no, sure. Game Pass Streaming, I think is what it's called. What, whatever it's called. <laughs> Michael, you, you're really you na- nailing the naming yeah. conventions. <laughs> That you, you definitely notice it because it's like it, you just feel like the characters feel heavy. There's slight delay to it. You can't play if you're playing something easy. Like let's, we talked about Beacon Pines last time, right? If you're playing something like Beacon Pines or something chill, um, it, it runs fine. You, you don't yeah. really notice it. But if you're trying to play like Overwatch or Sea of Thieves or something like that, you notice it. Like it, the game is fully playable. And it play like the the actual holding the device in your hand is super comfortable. Sticks are great, buttons are great, triggers are great. All that's really really nice. That's uh, all in my review. The only thing I don't like is the start and select buttons because like at the very very top, these like super hard buttons at the very very top. And so when I was streaming Gotham Knights, because like my wife is watching, you know, Buffy Vampire Slayer on TV or something, I'll be playing Gotham Knights on the G Cloud because I can just stream my Xbox to it. And you got to hold down. It's not select button now, is it menu or whatever Whatever it is on the Xbox. You got to hold that down to get your map to view. Open. And so, yeah, view. So I'm like, I'm holding down that button. And it's like, it's not comfortable to press. And it's really awkward to get up there and hold it. So I was using that button a lot. Uh, I don't really like that very much. Uh, the other thing that you got to know when you're using it is, especially on Xbox, and I know other, d- depending on your connection, there's a slight blurriness to it. Right, and I know Xbox has specifically come out and said they only stream at 720 because it helps with like the compression helps with the, yeah. the reaction time, right? Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. Um, but I, when I play it, like I'm streaming my Xbox, you, there's no lag. You don't feel it at all. Like it plays like a normal game, like 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 Sec talked about before, like the Switch. Feels like you're playing the Switch. Feels really good. There's a slight blurriness to it. But like if you try to play online games, there's lag. The only other thing, like my my wife calls it, what does she call it? The VCR tracking lines is what she calls it. Like every once in a while, oh, you'll right. see like a yeah. wipe go through the yeah. screen, right? Yeah. So you you know, like you know, you're you're streaming. You're not playing yeah. directly on the handheld. Right. Um, yeah. But if you're playing other games, so it, it has the Google Play Store on it. So all Android games work on it, right? So if you're playing, um, what's it called? I can't think off the top of my head. Um, 
Not Dungeons and Dragons. What is it? Not Doom. Oh my gosh. Diablo. Sorry. Diablo. When you're playing mm-hmm. Diablo, the Android version of that, plays great. Like, it looks super sharp because it's got a 1080, 1080p screen on it. And it's got, I forget how many nits of brightness, but I think it's super bright. Um, so it, it looks great, plays great. Like I talked about my view, I play Marvel Snap, but you got to kind of hold it sideways. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of like weird because it, it's full touchscreen. Um, and like I played Professor Late Night, I tried a bunch of stuff. There is some issue with, with some Android Google Play Store games. So like Call of Duty Mobile, right? You have to play it on the lowest settings and the, it doesn't recognize the buttons. So you got to play it with touch controls. Right mm. or like Genshin Impact, you gotta change everything to lowest settings and play with the touch controls. It just doesn't recognize the actual buttons in the device, which is super annoying. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really play a lot of those. I'm just like, okay, it works. How's it run? It runs fine, mm-hmm. right? Um, and also um, Diablo, um, uh, yeah, Diablo Immortal. I just talked about before. That one you have to play on medium settings, so you can't play on high settings. Even Marvel Snap runs on medium settings. What's so just the kinda... what's the battery like on the G Cloud? So they say they can get 12 hours, right? That's what they advertise, 12-hour battery life. But just because of, like, my living room where I play, there's a lot of windows. It's very bright in there. And yeah, so, so I, have like, cranked, cranked the brightness on it. So I got the yeah. brightness all the way up. I'm getting around, like, 9, 10 hours maybe. Um, but, I mean, that's, like, my wife honestly, played on it all day long, and she, like, yeah. didn't have to charge it at all. So Honestly, that, that's still so not bad. They're saying yeah. on their website, 12-hour battery life under normal play conditions, 50% volume, 50% right. brightness. Yeah. yeah I, I will say if you're, if you're just streaming games, like your Xbox or whatever, the battery life, it never takes a hit. Like you just, you don't see the percentage go down at all. But if That's you nice. are actually playing Android games or using a little more juice you know, in the system, right. it does drain. You notice it drains faster. And Blah, what's the Steam Deck battery life? A couple of hours, man. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Maybe I think, three, four in the best scenarios. Yeah. I've run into way too many scenarios um, these last two weeks where I like went to go turn on the Steam Deck and it was just dead. And yeah. I was like, I was like, come on! This was like yeah. my, my 30, 45 minute window where I could just like play a little bit of more Plague Tale, and it just yeah. never yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah, like, no, see that that's the trade off, right? Is that yeah. like yeah. you can get performance on on board, which means you're going to get higher performance, uh, better mm-hmm. resolution, but then you're trading battery life. And yeah. right. so, and I, like I, I don't have Spider-Man on my PC, but I've seen people like stream it to the G Cloud. Mm-hmm. So like you, like, and it runs great. It looks good because I know with um, Nvidia GeForce Now and Steam Link, I think they do full 1080p streams, so it looks mm-hmm. a lot sharper than what Xbox does. Uh, but I don't, I don't have those games on my PC, so I couldn't test them. Um, but yeah, it's true because I mean, it just it, if if you're like me and all you want is like free up your TV and stream your local console. Like, it works great. It does everything you want it to do. And like, last night, my wife and I, like we play Fall Guys together. One of us will be on the handheld on the couch and one of us will have the TV and we'll just, you know, play that together. And it runs great. Like Fall Guys, even though it's an online game, I think because it doesn't need a lot of juice, like it <laughs> like it has no issues running, no delay, no blurriness, nothing. Like with, with uh, Sea of Thieves, Overwatch, you feel it. Fall Guys, also it's just kind of the way the game plays too. I mean, you just fall over a lot anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> but like it's just really nice like we can both play together in the same room and it just it, it just it does what we want it to do all right awesome yep all right Bilal what about you what have you been playing I know you've got a, a lot going on in your, in uh, your life in the past two weeks and maybe not the most time to to play games but what have you been I, playing I, I wish somebody told me that 
it's impossible to game with a child <laughs> at times. I, I don't know. It, it, it feels like I've hit this like point where I, I can't find time. And I know it's probably just with, with the way my life is set up right now. Mm. I, it, it got frustrating. Like last night, um, we were supposed to play Gloomhaven. Uh, and that's like our thing, our you know Tuesday night thing. I was going to stream it out. I was very pumped because it was the first time I would get to sit down and just catch up with some friends. And we, and then last minute we get a cancellation, so we don't do it. And I'm like, okay, I'll set up uh, and I'll stream some Mario and Rabbids or Bayonetta three because I've had these two games in their cases, have not been able to play them, and we could stream at the start of this. Um, you even suggested playing My Hero, but nobody. <laughs> took you up on that offer <laughs> i'm sorry it's okay no um, i i mean i understand it's yeah. like you said life is it's it's tough right now yeah. it's also it's, I, i'm feeling that a little bit as well right normally yeah. gotham knights would come out call of duty would come out and i would have finished it by now right like how many yeah. times like la even last year you know it was one of those things where like a game came out i was ready to talk about it by next podcast me, me I, I think the last year, December, January, me and you blitzed through mm -hmm. so many AAA games mm -hmm. at a pace that was just unheard of. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was like every week, it was like three major games completed. Mm -hmm. um, no, but uh, like I tried setting up, I ran into streaming technical difficulties and I was like, I could figure this out tonight or I could just go and play something. And so I fired yeah. up Mario and Rabbits. I went back, my wife's like, you're not playing. I was like, no, I'm going to play on this couch with my Switch. Uh, my switch battery was dead. <laughs> so it just it was just it was one thing after the next. I did manage yeah. to get an hour into Mario and Rabbids uh, Spark mm -hmm. Spark or Sparks of Hope. Um, I really like this game. It, it takes what that first game did and really evolves it. It mm -hmm. moves away from the tile based uh, grid, and now it's like you have this open free roam area that your character can run around. Mm -hmm. uh, you can select where on which side of the cover you want to go on you can dash into enemies so if there's like a, a group of goombas you can like slide into them and it'll slide tackle and like do damage to all of them um you you had these new sparks as the game likes to call them which are rabid lumas uh, lumas from mario galaxy <laughs> that mm -hmm. are fused with rabbits uh they're just as wacky as you'd imagine um and right off the bat the game just kind of throws you into it like very well-directed cutscenes, uh, good humor. Uh, the rabbit's personality carried over from that first game. They're, you know, they're wacky, they're silly. Um, you know, you got the peach rabbit taking her selfies, um, the heroic Mario rabbit, and um, the Lu Luigi rabbit who's just like, it's clearly missing a nut, uh, but he is very cool regardless. Um, combat is still similar. Mario's got a gun, <laughs> so, so the, uh, Peach and uh, Luigi, and uh, you know you're blasting away your enemies uh, on overworld map, and the way the structure kind of changes in this one is uh, there's this new villain that comes sweeping in named Cursa, who's like taking these sparks, um, and, and you need to stop them, so you get teleported to this first world. And there's just like these piles of ink that you have to like remove. Um, I, uh, lore wise, I I, I believe I, that's I, called Disney's Epic Mickey. 
Yeah, it, I did get very much epic Mickey vibes from it um, in that regard. But it, it's really neat because like now there's like this over. There was like an over oh, world map before, but this time it's like you're, it's a lot more free roam and there's more to do in it. It doesn't feel as constricted. There's like waypoints and like little flags on a mini map that you can head to your next objective. So it's it's really well um, it's really well done in, in that aspect of it. Uh, the combat fights are pretty fast and like it's good pick up and play their side quests uh as well like i came across uh i think it was a koopa uh that was like hey can you uh, can you defeat three uh goombas uh, that are terrorizing this area and so it's like you'll come across like a goomba over over um on the map and you just and in that fight there might be nine of them but they basically encounter three goomba somewhere in this area and kill them and you can complete that quest and you can use like these tokens you get from doing size quests to buy upgrades um the sparks you collect as you play through the game also have upgradable uh, abilities from like the star bits from galaxy um so you can feed them those and they'll uh, upgrade and become more powerful uh it, it it's i'll say this i've been having a really hard time getting into a lot of games this year yeah even ones i've been very much excited for this one like i was on the fence about and i've very much been itching and thinking about it all day to, to go back to it uh so i uh, yeah mario and rabbits gets a thumbs up uh for me I, I guess i didn't realize how tied into mario galaxy it was that's pretty funny <laughs> yeah um one of the first things like when they're having that discussion about like the rabbit boomers because like in the first game, you had this like Roomba called like Dbot. I, I think his name mm -hmm. was Dbot. Uh, that like was your narrator through it, and he's like the rabbit Lumas. Everyone's like, no, they're Sparks. Uh, and then Peach goes, <laughs> uh, Ro Rosalina would have never allowed this to happen, <laughs> you know? Like, they, uh, and everyone's like, where is Rosalina? Uh, so it, it, I thought it was really funny. Um, That's great. How, how they do that? Uh, um, also, the rabbits talk like. The Mario, the, the Mario characters don't, but the rabbits actually have like, uh, they might not, they'll have like lines and they'll also have like dialogue boxes that pop up, but like none of the Mario oh, okay. characters do. So it's like, it's, it's really strange. Well, um, I, the real question is how many of them are voiced by Chris Pratt? Uh, that, you know what? <laughs> that might be the after credits thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's, uh, so played like about an hour of that, uh, Hopefully, I have more to say about that next week uh, after I beat it, which is my goal. Um, uh, no, actually, there, I, I have discussions about what I might be playing this weekend based off of your guys' reaction after the podcast. Um, I have a copy of Bayonetta 3 that I've been staring at that has not even entered the Switch yet. Um, that game runs 480p handheld, which is like yeah. very, very disappointing to hear. It, I think uh, it's 900p docked, right? I think. No, it's like I think it's like 760 something mm. uh, docked. It's not. It's it, from what I heard. It's not a looker um, performance wise, uh, but it is fun. So I'm curious to get my hands on that. And then the final game, Marvel Snap, uh, which you kind of mentioned, collection level 400. I think season pass. I'm like 67. Uh, I kind of cooled off on it i climbed the ladder in that very fast for the season and then they threw one of those featured locations and i started experimenting with decks as i got into like this pool two for the cards and then 
I realized like I wasn't getting the cards I needed to finish decks. And so I, w I went from like rank 56 down to 42 because I just kept on snapping. I just had like this bad tendency. Like, like I'm like, mathematically, there's no way for me to win this snap. <laughs> I, was yeah. like, I was like, maybe they'll throw it. Maybe they'll throw it. Um, my toxic trait. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I yeah, will say, no, I've been playing it way more casual, Marvel Snap, compared to both of you. So I still have a long way to climb the ladder. <laughs> yeah. I, I was looking. I think I have like less than 100 collection level before I start unlocking mystery variants. Wow. Um, yeah, I I wanted to make a baby deck, but then I realized, and they had like a baby card, um, a baby variant card on the store that was like seven hundred gold, and I realized like seven hundred gold's like seven bucks, and I was like, I'm not gonna spend seven bucks on a card, uh, yeah. on just a variant of a card, uh, just for the look of it. And so, if they had dropped that down to like, like a hundred gold for like a variant or like two hundred. I would likely be more likely to spend there, but like some of these variants are like twelve hundred gold, and I'm like that. That's a lot of money so, uh, for something that has no effect on <laughs> on this game. And I, that's every game when it comes to cosmetics right. at the end of the day. Right. But in this case, in this case, I just feel like they might have tuned it a little bit too high. If yeah. they, I think if they bring it down just a little bit, they could have gotten more money out of me. Yeah, because the issue I'm running into now is because I'm playing it casually, and I'm just like working my way up the, up the chain, and it's like I couldn't collect any more of the blue, what is it, blue credits or whatever, because my yeah. bank was full. So now I'm just like spend a bunch of them, just like upgrading cards and doing stuff, just to like spend them so I can collect what's left. I mean, because what do you spend? You just spend them to upgrade your cards, you, you, right? You spend it to upgrade, and that, that's right. what I've been yeah. doing. I that's just all. I've been spending them on a bunch of upgrades, just just because I'm like I. Yeah. Apparently, I hit the limit of like. I, Five thousand? I can't remember what it is. I didn't even make the limit. I've been spending them because I've been just paying casually and not even thinking about going to the store to spend them. So in like the last few days, I've just been going and just buying every upgrade. <laughs> yeah, I um, yeah, the most of I think I've had at once is like five hundred, and I just did that was today where I took that and I spent it on maxing out a Captain America card. And um, yeah, that is kind. Of, I like how the borders change and like the card slowly evolves over time. Yeah, it, it's really nicely done. Yeah, but um, that about wraps up what I've been doing uh, or playing for this past week. All right, let's go ahead and get right into the news. Uh, first up, Mugenics, the sequel to Binding of Isaac, is an infinitely expanding cat combat mashup. I so he, he has announced Mugenics, the Edmund McMullen, the creator of the Binding of Isaac, also the creator of the and designer of the Binding of Isaac Four Souls board game. And uh, another board game called Tapeworm that I enjoy quite a bit. Tell me announced... you want to go to Pax Unplugged as press. <laughs> I mean, uh, has announced Mugenics, a cat breeding life sim with Pokemon style combat. Uh, at the time it was being developed as a team meat game, it was intended to be the follow up to the wildly popular Super Meat Boy. Uh, but the, that project was canceled shortly after that showing. And uh, and it is now what it is now in the, in the form of a cat breeding life sim with Pokemon style combat. I it's kind of funny. This is actually the first I'm hearing of this. I, I actually did not hear about this, which is funny. I mean, I like Bind of Isaac. I have it, but I, I have mm -hmm. not heard about this. So I will say that this dude has a very specific art style in yeah. all of his games, and even even in his board games, uh, he adheres to this to this art style. I find everything that he does. 
very, very interesting. This uh, doesn't seem like it's for me. Um, I added this because when they first announced this game 10 years ago, I was very pumped. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I was like, ooh, a cat game. I don't know if I'm um, excited as excited about it being a cat combat game. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, it, I just think it's... They've, he's done... Ed, Ed, Ed McMillan has done some very good games in the past, and I think what he does next could potentially just, you know, change what the genre of like <laughs> uh, indie games tends to be. Because you know, usually there's like that one indie game that releases, and then like for the, then there's like a pause for a year, and then for the next two to three years, all you see <laughs> are clones uh, of that exact game. Right. And so I imagine um, eugenics could possibly be that. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, Multiverse's new update brings Black Adam and Silly Q to the game. So this went live this past... Mo- well, it was supposed to go live this past Monday. I don't know if Black Adam is officially in. I th- because it's not The is. Rock. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah it so- is a very more comic book accurate Black right. Adam with the Widow's Peak and all. Because I remember being excited for this and then I follow... Mm-hmm. Uh, the multiverse's twitter account and they had mentioned that they had to delay it yeah. and so I, I, the uh, last few characters they've announced they said they're coming out this day and they and always then, delay it by like yes. a few days or a week oh. or whatever yeah uh the other thing is that the silly Q, which is described as pure unbridled chaos the mode will be home's casual play and include modifiers like growth spurt where players will get bigger as they deal damage uh players first games teases giant monster battles in the mode and similarly weird new modifiers in the future i mean i think it's super impressive how much content they've already added to multiverses i i don't know if this clip is sustainable <laughs> honestly uh, how yeah. how quickly how often they're doing this but i think it is in- incredibly uh, impressive and no. i want to look right now and see if Black Adam's actually out. Let me let uh, me ask you guys this though: Are you guys still playing this? Because when this first came out, like I was in the beta and I got like the season pass for the season and all this stuff, and like I started unlocking stuff. I got like a quarter of the way through the season pass, and then like I just don't have the time. Like I've got so many season passes for so many games, and I'm like I, it, this is the one that just fell by the wayside. I I do jump in. Like I bought Stripe and I bought Gizmo. Like when new characters mm-hmm. come out, I hop in and use all my stored credit and like get them. Mm-hmm. But like. I haven't played this in weeks. So I do pop in every every now and again. I do find that with these types of games, it's the same thing with Smash, is that it basically becomes, are my do my friends want to play, right? Because I'm not going to go in and just play by myself and play against randoms or with randoms online. So this game has been the situation where if there's only two of us on and we don't have another game that is only two players, because for whatever reason, games have moved to like three or four players, especially competitive games. And so this is the game where we can be like, hey, so-and-so is going to be on in a little while. Why don't we hop in and get a couple matches in? Um, I still think it's it's a lot of fun. I just don't... I'm just not playing it as much as I, I, I wish I could, you know? Yeah, um, I mean, it's a great game. Like, it, it plays really well. Like, all the characters, like, it... I enjoy when I play it, but it's like mm-hmm. a game... I, it sounds bad, but, like, I forget about it. <laughs> like, I have yeah. other things I play. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I totally, let's, let's go back and play that. I yeah. totally understand. And and uh, I looked it up. It did release on Monday. So it, I think it was supposed to release last week originally mm-hmm. and then got pushed it, to this past yeah. Monday. Blah, no comments on multiverses? No, I mean, I 
They didn't even finish the tutorial uh, uh, for multiverses. <laughs> uh, it, oh come on! It, 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 it's not it, that. It, it's a good game. It's a good no, game. No, no. It's it's the thing of like realistically with everything that's come out this year um, that will be discussed at game of the year. I haven't even gotten around to those games. Right. right. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there are so many games I've bought this year, and I've, I've sat down and like looked at this that I haven't even booted up. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, why am I buying these? Because <laughs> like in, in my mind, I am, I am going to play these at some point. And as right. we get closer to, it's, it's already November. Like I was about to say, yeah. as we get closer to November, I'm, uh, I'm gonna have to <laughs> figure it out and like uh, not sleep. And it's already November second. Um, like Strangers yeah. of Strangers of Paradise, a game that if you recall earlier this year. I love the demo of hyped up to all hell. Uh, never booted up that awful release game. I might even have the season pass for that game. I, I don't remember what version of it I bought. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wonderlands, uh, Tiny Tina's yep. Wonderlands. I think I played ten minutes of that. Uh, and that still waits me. Like it's it, that. That's a game where I, I'm like at. I'm in the final area. And I'm like, oh wait, I know when I go past this point, there's no return. I better go do some collectibles first. And then when I got in that grind, I just fell off because I'm, I'm literally I, at the end of the game. And I'm like, you should just I, go. I, you I should just go back it. and beat it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed I that just game. Go back and finish it. I do like I, it's a really good game. Like I'm enjoying it. It's it's a yeah. fun game. Yeah, I think I I think for for me personally, like I I think what multiverse is doing is cool. But I, as I get older, the competitive bone in me is—it's it, gone. Like if it's not Halo Infinite, then it's not much else. Right. No, I understand. Yeah. All right. Next bit of news: EA's Iron Man game will be joined by other Marvel games. So, EA announced that they have formed a multi-deal, a multi-game deal with Marvel to develop at least three new action-adventure games for consoles and Windows PC. They announced this this past Monday. And it's the first of which will be the previously un- announced Iron Man game from Motive Studios. Um, I mean, not much more to be said besides the fact that we're going to get at least three Marvel games out of them. One being that Iron Man game. This is cool. I'm, I'm excited. I think that... I think that there's still a ton of untapped potential with the Marvel license and video games, right? I, a Spider-Man has obviously sure. done it the best. And even that, uh, even those two games, I still think that like the second one is significantly better than the first one, right? Miles Morales is better than the first Spider-Man. The first Spider-Man had some of that open world bloat that we talked about. Mm-hmm. And uh, Miles Morales was much more focused. And then not for nothing, but like, in, in my opinion, the best Marvel campaign I've played since the MCU has been the Avengers campaign, right? Like I granted the rest of that game has it has issues, uh, but Guardians of the Galaxy and and or or maybe Guardians of the Galaxy. That's right. Yeah. Actually, it, it's tough. All all three between Miles Morales, Guardians of the Galaxy, and that the Avengers actual campaign. Like I think all those games did things absolutely fantastic and really well. Miles Morales probably did it the most consistently well a- across the board. But I think the highs in Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers are, are probably higher. And uh, certainly in Guardians of the Galaxy, like the emotional stakes involved in that. Like I felt way more attached to the characters in Guardians of the Galaxy than I did in any other Marvel game. Mm-hmm. All this to say is I still think that there's untapped potential there. And we haven't had that like true, true. Yeah, that's not true. The Spider-Man games are the true, true breakouts. They just yeah. are, right? 
But I think we can have more, basically, is what yeah. I'm saying. Give me the more. X-Men Origins yeah. Wolverine right. sequel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got Endless with I, Sentinels and just yeah. have me wait all these years. Um, so I, I am not like, I'm not getting Marvel fatigue as far as video games are concerned. No. You know? And so I'm excited to see what, what comes of this. I just hope that they are learning the lessons from not just past Marvel games failures, right? Learning lessons from like what Marvel's Avengers did wrong, and honestly, what Square Enix did wrong with Guardians of the Galaxy. Because I don't think Guardians of the Galaxy did anything wrong. I think Square Enix left it out to dry a little bit. That being said, they should also take the lessons that they learned from Respawn and their Star Wars um, game, which now I'm blanking on completely. What uh? This is the respawn Star Wars game, and we're getting the sequel. Jedi said I fall in order. Fall yeah, in order. fall in order. Yes, yeah, fall in order. order. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And Jedi Survivor is the sequel. Yep. Taking the lessons from that, where we have narrative, cinematic, single-player games. Another in, game I haven't finished. In the Marvel, oh, those, that game is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that game is fantastic. Yeah. It's a great game. Um, and 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 give us more of that, right? I, I'm excited because we are getting to the point where Marvel and Disney as a whole have stepped away from doing in-house development and are just like. We are going to partner with the right companies. Not only are we going to partner with the right companies, but we're going to make sure that like we're putting out a variety of different games. We're getting Midnight Sun soon. Uh, Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy was significantly different than than Spider Man, which was significantly different than Marvel's Avengers. We've got Marvel Snap, which is absolutely yeah. fantastic, and so I'm excited to see what they can do because I think the MCU in general and Marvel in general is best when they're showcasing different characters in different genres and so i'm mm-hmm. excited to see what we get what were you gonna say uh I could, what, after i mentioned midnight suns below oh no i was very excited for midnight yeah. suns yeah um, looks great i'm I, I i feel like there's no hype around it um but i am 100 in on it um, so am i they showed off that they had like a little dev live stream or or video recently not that it was a live stream it was on twitch and they showed off some of the mechanics. They showed off some of the characters. They also announced the uh, DLC characters that are going to be coming, and Deadpool is going to be coming. And so I'm, I'm, I'm in. Let's go. Well, what was the release date for that again? That is. It got delayed, didn't it? Yes, but I, f- I feel like that... it's still this year, right? I think it's December. All right. While you're looking that up, I'm going to move on to December second. Wow. Okay, yep. a month yeah. away. I'm going to move on to what Ross Chastain did uh, this past weekend. Oh NASCAR driver pulls off <laughs> crowd-stunning wall ride that he says he learned <laughs> from GameCube. This is insane. I feel like everybody's seen this clip by now. Yeah. Uh, even if you're not a fan of motorsports, motor it's just yeah. like you've done this if you ever played a car yeah. video game. And just to yeah. see someone actually execute it and pull it off with actual stakes on the line, like mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. Uh, I actually, I really like this, this paragraph in this Polygon article, which is where we're reading this from. I think every article so far has been from Polygon, so credit to Polygon. Uh, so Chastain's pass is called the wall ride. Basically, the field approaches a corner and everyone slows down to take it, except for one extremely motivated jackass who deliberately rides his car up into the wall and uses that to break and corner his vehicle while he slingshots around the more sensible drivers. Uh, this looked insane. He's literally just wall riding the whole way hitting that boost and just like pitting caution to the wind and not only that but he the person that he passed 
at the very end, also he knocks out of like the playoffs or whatever it is for for NASCAR. title contention. Yes. Yeah. And so that I, you know that dude's just got to be like absolutely uh, furious. And and the, the cool if thing is, if you're not is, first, you're last. Yeah. So like, <laughs> there's there's a reason people don't do this. It's because like one, it totally destroys the car. Yeah. Uh, and and two, uh, anything could go wrong. If like one, if that the seam against the wall, if anything, if there's like a gate sticking out or anything, it will just completely wreck them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that like. He one manages to pull it off. He floors it and gets it like, and he manages to get into title contention with it. Um, it, it it's unbelievable, also, and it's probably the rules are probably going to be like defined because he's like, there's yeah. actually no rule against it, but there yeah. probably will be after this. Yeah, and he actually came out and said in an interview after that, like he played a lot of NASCAR 2005 on GameCube, and he did that in there. And so, uh, yeah, no, it was completely reckless, super dangerous, and. I hope he dangerous wins the title. <laughs> and probably dangerous to other people in the field as well. But yeah. like it, that video is very cool. Yes. All right, moving on. Phil Spencer says that Call of Duty for PlayStation isn't going anywhere. His quote is, "We're not taking Call of Duty from PlayStation. That is not our intent." So his full quote reads, "As long as there's a PlayStation out there to ship." And this was sorry, this was in an interview with Same Breed Podcast. He says, as long as there's a PlayStation out there to ship to, our intent is that we continue to ship Call of Duty on PlayStation, similar to what we've done with Minecraft. Since we've owned that, we've expanded the places people can play Minecraft, he said in the video. We haven't reduced the places, and it's been good for the Minecraft community, in my opinion, and I want to do the same as we think about where Call of Duty can go over the years. Now, you know, it's interesting, because one, this acquisition hasn't gone through all the way, so there's not a ton he can talk about, right? This happened with Bethesda as well. He would say like, oh, you know, our intent, our plans, we're not going to do this, we're not going to do that. Uh, but he couldn't say concrete. That's why he always says stuff like our intent. Obviously. We'll offer the best Starfield yes. experience yes. possible Obvious, <laughs> <our> consumers. <laughs> obvious, obviously, th- this could change in the future. Yeah. Right? But yeah. it also... It I makes think monetarily, sense. yeah, it makes yes. sense. this makes absolute saying, sense. Yeah, I, I honestly, when they said they're gonna take it from PlayStation, I'm like, no, they're not. It yeah. makes way too much money. Um, yeah. I, the whole reason PlayStation is upset is because it sells so well on PlayStation that every time someone buys a PlayStation copy, someone's gonna go to Xbox, right? Like in, in theory, yeah. like into Microsoft's yes. pocket. So, I also think there is something to be said about like just the fact that they can now market as Call of Duty as being part of Game Pass. Yes. I think that's the thing that really upsets well, Sony. It, and wasn't there that story that it's blocked from Game Pass uh, for, for, like for a couple of years? Yeah, yeah, for a few more like years. Five years? It's, it's something like it's it, yeah. It, the next Call of Duty that comes out after the next one, I think, is when it can be on Game Pass. Right. Okay. So it's still it's still a ways out. Yeah. yeah. So it'd be like next console generation. Well, maybe not, yeah. but pretty I mean, pretty close. Pretty close. I, I feel like this is one of those things that he has to keep reiterating until yeah. the deal closes. Right. Yep. Because I think the EU has. Well, Open it an advanced probe <laughs> into right. the acquisitions yeah. and mergers, yeah. and it's just yeah. like, I, I think everyone's just like, please, please, just let this wrap up so yeah. we can get. I like, know. Right? Me, yeah. me, me, yeah. Meanwhile, Brazil was like, yeah, it's going through. Yeah. Uh, honestly, Sony makes it super, super expensive for people here to get the games, and Microsoft and Game Pass has been a godsend for our consumers here. So yeah. let's 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 wrap this up. Yeah. Um, from one mega franchise to another, Fortnite's Skywalker Week crossover brings Luke, Leia, and Han to the game. 
this is just that Fortnite is going to be adding these three skins to the store. I could have sworn they were already in this game because everybody's already <laughs> in this game. And there's and there's so well, many like, different uh, Boba Fett, Star Wars characters. Darth yes. Vader, they're but all no, yes, but Han Solo, Luke, and Leia, which is nuts to think about, uh, have not been in it yet, and they will be is added in the game? to the game. Uh, I'm gonna say no. No, he is not a skin. I there's don't think. Just, there's so many skins in this yeah. game. It's just like it. it it's mind blowing. Yep. Uh, Skywalker uh, Reek runs until November 8th at 9 a.m. Apparently, there's like a Pickle Rick they're giving away for free as well if you do a bunch mm-hmm. of quests. Yes, and that um, was that is a back bling, though. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Han Solo with Pickle Rick. Come on. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> the Last of Us premieres on HBO in January. The HBO Max app quietly leaks the show's release date. Uh, uh, th- this was officially uh, announced, I think, later yes. earlier today with the poster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, what to number seven? Yeah, Naughty Dog themselves on Twitter had said, "You have no idea what losses The Last of Us premieres January fifteenth on HBO, HBO Max." Uh, all right, cool. I, I'm I'm excited that it is as early into the next year as that. A lot quicker than I thought it would be. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, no. I was gonna say we knew that filming had wrapped on it, right? And production had wrapped on it, and so, uh, but yeah, that that that's sooner than I thought. And uh, I, I'm I'm hyped for it. I'm excited for it. What were you yeah. gonna say, uh, James? No, I was gonna say like I feel like we're getting into a really good place with video game TV shows. Kind of like how video game movies, in some aspects, are starting to turn around and like they're you know getting decent again. We're like now we got the Last was coming out. Like uh, Fallout looks great. Like these video game shows are starting to get some traction. I think they're making Horizon. Are they making a Horizon show? Uh, Hor- I think Netflix has Horizon. Yeah. Is that, I mean, I think. Yeah. I, so, I think- uh, so is that animated, I think, Horizon? Uh, not that I believe. Okay. So, like, there's all these great... Now, forget about, like, all the Resident Evil stuff that's happened recently. <laughs> but, like, I feel like video games are trying to get really good shows, which is which is exciting. Like yeah. Peacock's Frogger reality <laughs> TV show and a soon-to-come Twisted Metal starring yeah. Anthony oh, Mackie. I, I totally forgot about Twisted Metal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. I'm going to bite my tongue on, on my predictions for that particular show. Uh, yeah. Listen, I, have, I like Anthony Mackie. I so do I. Like to, I would like to think he makes good career choices. And so... Yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm fingers crossed because my job really would... Uh, Really would yeah. love a hit. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> next, next bit of news. Atomic Heart is coming to PS5, Xbox Series X in February 2023. So I don't know if you guys I've been remember for a while. It looks really yeah. Cool. So I was gonna say this is when it was uh, announced back in 2018. It was also part of one of Xbox's like um, uh, E3, press, E3 press. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right. Like one of their press conference videos, whatever you want to call them. Uh, I think they call them keynotes, right? And so, uh, yeah, they. Uh, this is the one that has that really like alternate, slightly Rush, futuristic yeah. nineteen fifty five setting, right? Nineteen fifty yeah. setting, and yeah, uh, the robots that make everyone really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, I, I remember seeing the trailer for this during that Microsoft thing and being like, "That, I'm in." Like that style looks insane. It's it's super super cool, and uh, I'm a hundred percent in and now we have a release date and that is uh february 21st 2023 and it is coming to cloud console and pc on game pass on day one yeah 
Th- this game, when I, like I first saw the trailer for this, it reminded this me of the great. first time I saw mm-hmm. a trailer for the original Bioshock. Like when I yes. saw that, I got so mm-hmm. hyped just from the trailer, and that's how I've been with this game. Like it gives me those same that same feeling. Like this is gonna be mm-hmm. really good. It's like right up my alley. So this 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 looks great. Uh, yeah, you read, you read my mind because I was getting very much Bioshock vibes from this. Maybe a little bit more action oriented here, yeah. but um, so, yeah, hundred so, percent Bioshock. So I agree. My only problem is that in recent past five, six since Bioshock Infinite release, right? Every give game that has given Bioshock vibes has come out and not been Bioshock esque, yeah. right? Yeah. And so yeah. I am a little right. bit hesitant to like get hyped on, on that notion. Uh, I will say though, to just the art style alone and the vibes right, are enough that I am and super super hyped. Uh, right. Sticking with kind of you know Xbox news is, and this is actually Xbox news. I would say the other Atomic Hearts release date. Yes, it's coming to Game Pass. That's PS5 as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah yep. exactly. And so uh, Xbox may have to raise prices, says Phil Spencer but not before the holidays. Uh, he had a Wall Street Journal's Tech Live conference. Xbox Phil Spencer revealed that Microsoft may eventually raise the price of its consoles or services. His quote is, we've held price on our console, we've held price on games and our subscription. I don't think we'll be able to do that forever. I do think at some point we'll have to raise some prices on certain things. But going into this holiday, we thought it was really important that we maintain the prices we have. I'm going to say the same thing I said when, when PlayStation uh, raised the prices of consoles in some regions, when Meta, I'm trying to remember the actual proper name, when Meta raised prices on hardware on the Meta Quest 2, this is, I think it's weird. I think it's a bummer to raise prices on, on the consoles and on hardware. I understand that, you know, the realities of inflation and the possibility of a recession. I understand all of that, Okay. I think that I would be less upset about a raise on Game Pass, on a raise on even on software, on the games, right? Because Sony's already set the precedent of like, hey, games now $70. Like we've had them at $60 for 20 years or whatever it's been, right? Everything else has gotten expensive. Games have it, $70. The idea to me and and the, the precedent of releasing something, selling it, and then raising its price later in its life cycle is absolutely insane. Like raising its MSRP is insane to me. It doesn't feel good. It's bad optics. I understand they have a business to run and they also, I don't know if that story is in here, but they also came out and said how they basically subsidize and lose like a hundred to $200 on each console. I, I, I can't imagine that's a series S. Right. <laughs> like, I'd be I, shocked yeah. if that's a series S. Yeah. And so I, I understand the realities of the businesses and the component shortages and, and all that. Yeah. I'm not saying that this is unreasonable. I'm saying that it's a bad look. It doesn't feel good, especially when everybody else is struggling. I think that yeah. the, the, the true answer to this, and obviously we're still kind of early in, in the generation to pull something like this, but we're not that far away from possible half-step consoles or a next model being introduced in the lineup. And I think that's where you then raise, you know, that's where you make your money back up, right? I think that's yeah. a better move. Uh, we're going to talk about another piece of oh. tech that's coming out <laughs> at an insane yeah. price, in my opinion, uh, now, later on in the show. Yeah. But, but um, my, my quick thoughts on this, it's just... Yeah, I, I agree with you that uh, raising the price of the console sucks. Um, I think game, I, I think it's fine if they raise the pass a Game Pass because mm-hmm. it's honestly, 
it's ridiculous of a steal. <laughs> like with all the yeah. ways you can get three years for like a hundred bucks uh, is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, yeah, raise the pass a game pass, but like, keep like you can't you can't keep raising the price of the consoles. Like five hundred dollars for a Series X. Like I understand there's a lot of tech and hardware that goes into it. It's pricey. It's not it's not yeah. something cheap. And like the Series S is there for that reason. Um, so. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, Rob. When I read this, I thought of it more as him saying we're going to raise the price of Game Pass because, like, Netflix and Hulu and all is like they they go up all the time, right? And so when I read it, I mainly assumed it was going to be Game Pass and the services and the games, like you said. I didn't, I mean, I thought hardware maybe, but it, I, all I know is right now before the end of the year, I'm going to start banking up and buying some Game Pass. Like mm. some some subscriptions, maybe get a year mm. banked up or something. Because before I had like two years banked, and like it just recently ran out, so I'm like on that monthly payment yeah. right now. So I gotta get off that. So especially if they're gonna raise the price, I gotta make sure I get out and, and buy some, you know, buy some months ahead of time. Yeah. So I mean, and to his credit, he doesn't spell out specifics. He just says that like I do think at some point we'll have to raise some prices on certain things. So it could just be that they raise the price on subscription and games and not touch the console. Which, like I said still i mean nobody loves paying more for stuff but yes um i know i know how they can save some money by scrapping uh-huh. games with gold <laughs> <sighs> all right next in the news game xbox games with gold reveals another two games for november and uh yeah they're these. they're yeah. pretty underwhelming yeah. uh the two titles coming to games with gold is praetorian's HD remaster and Dead End Job. Uh, Dead End Job launched for Xbox One in December 2019 and was an Apple Arcade launch selection for phones two months before that. Praetorian's HD remaster is a 2020 relaunch of a 2020 or two, 2003 real-time strategy title from City Building RTS specialist Calypso Media. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe it maybe is scrap time games to scrap games of gold. <laughs> I mean, Games of Gold was always like a response to PlayStation Plus, and even PlayStation Plus is doing more of that. Like, is going closer to what Game Pass is. Yeah. Um, now they still offer. Uh, yeah, I I think you might be right. I think it might be time. There's just nothing left for them to just to give away like that. You know what the problem is though? The problem is that there are so many other services that are doing the Games for Gold strategy as well right yeah i mean prime gives out games every month amazon prime gives out games on prime Game shadow of Twitch. war recently uh, yeah <laughs> yep uh playstation still does it you've got uh amazon luna i think has something where they have free games every I think, month I think so they, like, yeah something yeah. like free games every month yeah. and so there's just so many other places so i i don't think they will scrap it anytime soon i also can't imagine that like whatever deal they've worked out with these uh companies is, is costing them all that much to get dead end job on uh games of gold but yeah i mean honestly it, it's getting to the point where like games of gold is just not going to be a story on here on this podcast anymore because it's just not worth talking about it ne- ne- next year all i play is games with gold titles that's that's the, that's my feature why are you punishing yourself uh all right Speaking of Games of Gold and Xbox Game Pass, coming soon to Xbox Game Pass. So available today, The Legend of uh, Tian Ging. Do you know how to pronounce this? You want to take I a, think, a... I think you pronounced it as best as yeah. any of us ah. could possibly yeah. do. Uh, 
There is The Walking Dead A New Frontier, the complete season. That's coming to Xbox Game Pass on PC. And The Walking Dead Michonne, the complete season, Xbox Game Pass PC. I believe those are already on Xbox Game Pass console. I've played both of those. I think they're both awesome, but they do show their age, right? Uh, the engine for those games is getting long in the tooth by the time those games came out. Coming soon, Ghost Song is coming November 3rd. Football Manager 2023 is coming November 8th. Um, oh, that's impressive. Day one for something like that. Return to Monkey Island is coming See, guys, November 8th. I, I'm super hyped for that. I, I mm-hmm. love Monkey Island. Always have. Always owned all the games. Bought the remasters. with not, what, 360? You know, I, I, I was ready, waiting for the date. I'm like, oh, they'll come out like, you know, summer or something, right? I didn't expect mm-hmm. it to be like, oh, yeah, it's coming out next month. Day one Game Pass or next week. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> although I, I really hope it has mouse keyboard support. Because that's kind of how you, it's easier to play those games that way. You know, well, you know this is out already, right? It's on, it's on uh, Switch and PC right now. But it's not on Xbox yet. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. It, it was uh, exclusive to Switch, which which I, that's why I didn't expect. I expected a longer exclusivity window. <laughs> but I'm like, hey, a month, sure. I'll, I'll take it. And then ga- like I, I was ready to pay for it. But it's on yeah. Game Pass. Go for it. Uh, and it is on cloud console and PC Game Pass. So if you want your mouse and keyboard and you have a PC, you can play it there. Yep. Uh, I, I think actually starting with that, I think the rest of the month is just like banger after banger. Yes, right? Vampire 100%. Survivors is coming November 10th to console. Uh, played this, right? I've, I've played it on, on PC. It is very much one of these. Like I, I don't. It's awesome. I mean, it's like. Yeah. It's very simple. <laughs> and. It's it's really just comes down to like your choices for the most part, uh, and what upgrades you pick, and it it has kind of no right to be as good as it is, and it is a complete time suck. You start playing it, next thing you know, there goes forty five minutes, there goes an hour and a half. Um, it is very much like a put on a Spotify song and kind of like vibe out. Uh, if you like to partake in the devil's lettuce, I'm sure that's a great uh, game to play while on that as well. And so it, it's very much like gives me those kind of vibes. Next next game is, you know, I, I talked about Obsidian earlier in the podcast and how much I love Grounded. It's funny that I beat that game and now their next game, Pendament, is coming November 15th. Uh, again, I am very, very excited uh, to try out this narrative adventure. And then yeah. uh, Somerville. Somerville had is, again, one of those games where like... Yeah right away hooked me based on the Microsoft like press conference or, or, or mm-hmm. you know, keynote, yeah. whatever the video was. This is by X play dead people, right? The people that made limbo. Yes, I, I believe so. Yeah. 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 This, this one that they announced a while ago. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Like you're right. Everything from like monkey Island on for November is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I am. Um, I feel like we should stream Somerville together. I mean, I'm 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 down. I love these type of games. You yeah. know, I played. Uh, I've talked about it in the past. Obviously, I've yeah. played a, a lot of like, you know, narrative experiences. I mean, those Telltale games are basically narrative experiences. But even as as uh, as Dust Falls, that's the one that was this year, right? Yeah. Uh, I love yep. that one. That one was awesome. And so I I absolutely love these types of games, and I'm I'm 100 in to stream it. Uh, yeah. the, depending, uh, the reality is, it depends on how long it is, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm hoping right. it's like maybe six hours max. Yeah, right. Like exactly. Weekend. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. No, because that's very much like I would love to do it in like two sittings and just stream it. Um, and so, all right. Besides that, let's just go ahead. I mean, there's some DLC and, and game updates, but you can uh, uh, take a look at that yeah. yourself. There's nothing like super, super exciting, in my opinion. 
but leaving soon. Football Manager 2022 is leaving both the PC and Xbox edition. Now, of course, 2023 is coming, so that kind of replaces that. Uh, leaving that leaves November 8th. Leaving November 15th, Art of Valley, uh, Art of Rally, Fate Tactics, Next Space Rebel, One Step from Eden, Eden, and Superland. And so, nothing that I am going to be missing too much, yeah. if I'm being honest. All right, from Xbox to PlayStation, PlayStation Plus essentials for November include Neo 2 and Harry Potter, the Lego Harry Potter collection. Now, remind me, PlayStation Plus Essential is base PlayStation Plus, right? Because I... Yeah, I, I so. think so. Like, I don't know. They're there. Like, <laughs> I, I know. There's like four, there's four tiers, right? Yes. No, three tiers. Yeah. Three tiers. Essentials uh, Plus. Yeah. Super uh, Plus. Let's see. Max Flow. They're like tampons. <laughs> it's just different. Uh... Here we go. Essential Extra Premium. Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah. So, PlayStation Plus Essential has Neo 2, Lego Harry Potter Collection, and Heavenly Bodies. Look at the difference between what mm-hmm. they are giving us in November and what Xbox is trying to give exactly. away in November. Yeah. PlayStation I mean, has killed Xbox, like, month after month. Yeah. So for As long as I can remember, yeah. they're just killing it for the free game. I mean, Neo 2, but, like, is... It's a hard one of those. Yes. Um, yes. Soulsborne's uh, yeah. uh, spinoff genre type things, but um, it's good. It's it, it's a good game if you're if you're up for that. Uh, and Lego Harry Potter collection sounds like a fun stroll if you like Lego games. I yeah. it's just one of those things where like, it's funny that their essentials continues to be as good as it is, and I still have no interest in upgrading to any of the other two tiers. Because they don't include first party day to date. I, I just, have upgraded to the max tier and I never I've never turned on the PlayStation since it, it rolled out. Here, uh, since we're talking about it anyway, let's skip a story and go to this one. So PlayStation Plus has lost one point nine million subscribers since its relaunch. Uh, in a set of financial re- results, Sony has revealed that PlayStation Plus lost nearly two million subscribers between July and September twenty twenty two. In Comments during an earnings call, Sony Chief Financial Officer admitted that uh, uh, Sony Chief Financial Officer Hiroki Totoki admitted that there hasn't been a great momentum as a whole. And that uh, he allowed that Sony hadn't aggressively promoted it and predicted a recovery following better promotions in the future. I Listen, I want to know what you guys think is the reason that they've lost as many subscribers as they have. Now, there is no. the the... Reality of subscription services in general is that for the mm-hmm. most part, they reach a certain level and then they, they do start to lose subscribers, right? I mean, Netflix faces this now, you know, Netflix isn't necessarily in a growth uh, and instead they're just trying to stop the bleed, right? And that's what a lot of subscription services, they get to that point. I think that it really comes down to one, like we talked about, we're in the know, <laughs> like we follow this stuff day in day out this is our number one hobby and none of us could remember the exact name of the tiers right like (laughs) the the marketing and the confusion around that is is insane and brutal in in my opinion i think some of that has to do with it i also think that the value just honestly isn't quite there yet when you yeah they're so they're lacking they're lacking the day and date but they don't need it because everyone's just going to buy those games regardless. Um, right. And so 
I think that's where it doesn't seem as essential. Like, why should I pay more? Uh, I mean, PlayStation has dominated since the PS4 era. Like, a lot of these people have already played those PS4 games. They probably already own these PS5 games that the service does offer. Um, and so by the time... So then, then what are you left with? You could stream PS3 games, uh, which is not probably the ideal way to play most of them. Uh, I know their streaming uh, has been better, but it's not... It's not something I think a lot of people are jumping into. And then their PS1, PS2 backwards uh, compatibility uh, catalog, not great. Like, there's a lot of titles there that are missing that, like, I, like, I want to play Tomba. Like, <laughs> someone put Tomba out on the PS1, and it's not, it's not there. Like, I'd have an easier time just finding it online or, like, going to my local game shop and ripping that disc and doing it myself, you know? it's So it's like if those classics, uh, those cult hits aren't there from PS1, PS2, and most people ha have been around since the PS4 generation, what exactly am I signing up for? Is it just like this expanded catalog mm. of shows I've already seen? Is it is, is this Peacock where I can just go back and watch Friends <laughs> and Seinfeld or whatever? I, I don't even know what we have, like Parks and Rec. Um, again, you know, like, is that what it is at the end of the day? Um, and, now, there... and so so it's like, it's like I, I need a reason. Uh, if, if I had not bought, a, if I know someone that had not bought a console in a while and they're like, hey, I want to buy God of War Ragnarok, should I get anything else like if i want to catch up on stuff yeah sign up sign up for their premium tier or whatever their highest tier is and you have access to this wide catalog of games um if that's what you want to do th that's great for you but for like people that have been with sony i i don't see any value um uh in subscribing to this yeah i think i yeah. agree there, there's one other thing i was actually listening to another podcast on my drive today for work and uh, I think it was Podcast Beyond, I think. And they were talking about how, I guess, over in the UK, they changed, like, I guess PlayStation had to change the rules of their subscriptions to match up with, like, UK standards. And what happened is, going forward, if someone has been inactive on their account for, like, a certain period of time, but they're still automatically subscribed to PlayStation, it automatically unenrolls them. Like, it mm -hmm. unsubscribes them. So they said that also had something to do with some of the numbers. I don't know how big of a chunk that would be. But they people can automatically get unsubscribed if they haven't been playing for a while. Yeah, I mean, it's also one of those things, like, we talk about the day and date stuff, but there's also, one of the things that Microsoft does really, really well is, like, you hear tons of announcements of, like, these indie games and uh, even some big AAA games coming day and date through Game Pass. And, you know, we've had some of that stuff happen with, like, PlayStation Plus normally with some indie titles. Uh, but it feels like Microsoft is doing it way more often. And so kind of highlighting the benefit and they just market the hell out of it compared to like to Sony, you know, um, Sony just doesn't seem to be making as big of a deal. Now, what is a big deal is their next first party game that's releasing and the next game that honestly I am, am excited about. Um, I'm hoping that it's as good as uh, I want it to be. And that is God of War Ragnarok. And while and that I that star's been stiller, by the way. <laughs> and while I am, I think, oh my God, I think that commercial is, it's terrible. It's something it else. Terrible. But, but wait, I, I, I am sorry to go on the tangent yeah. really quick. If you thought that was, um, that oh, was are you, bad. Are you talking about the Japanese? The Japanese, Japanese? one. Yeah. Is, I, 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 I wanted something. That. 
I, I I saw like a small clip of it. This is just in, insane. That's really funny. Uh, <laughs> so God of War Ragnarok has leaked. Sony says we wear spoilers. Retail copies leak two weeks earlier. And of course, the internet being the internet is already out there pitting spoilers and all kinds of uh, assets and stuff out on the internet <laughs> and, and so- screenshots. I think one of them, one of the leaks actually came from a reviewer who has set up like a, who set up like a Twitter account with zero followers or something like that. And he was just saving his screenshots. And what he didn't realize was they were automatically being tweeted out or, or like, I think he set it up in a way where they were being tweeted out and he could easily grab them that way for his mm-hmm. review. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he should have set the account to private, but he did it. And so people were also grabbing screenshots like that. Um, I, that's always that's always yeah. a bummer, man. I yeah. luckily my Twitter is is pretty curated, and I'm not at risk of like stumbling over that. I also don't go into. I think I would be at risk if I went into people's like went to comments of people's tweets, right? Mm-hmm. Which is something that I guess people do. Uh, I never do anything like that, so I, I don't think I'm necessarily at risk. But I would. Uh, I I hate that kind of stuff. It's yeah. I am one of those people who, before I got to read that what was it uh book six in harry potter oh god yeah where it got spoiled for me like someone, on, so, just someone, just like a random website uh, that i like you know someone it, messaged it, me on aim that from my school <laughs> and i didn't even and they were just like blank 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 and i was like no, I, yeah. I was like, I was like two hours away in reading time from reaching that oh, part. No. Yeah. <laughs> that hurt even more. I think I, I think oh, I was man. like, I was going to buy that book that week and then that happened. And so it was, uh, yeah, it's a bummer, man. People yeah, are, it, it, I, I, I never understood the joy some people get ruining people's day, right? Like strangers too. Yeah. It's not even yeah. like, it's like, don't get me wrong. I have a side of me that wishes it could be vindictive all the time and there are people that i would like to uh that i hope that maybe they stub their toe right (laughs) uh but the idea of like going out of my way to like ruin a complete strangers that's i I don't get it it doesn't make any sense to me yeah no um yeah with that i agree with you 100 percent there just let people enjoy their thing uh, however they want. Uh, I've run seeing my cousin. Uh, so I introduced all my cousins to Game of Thrones via the books back in high school. So being mm-hmm. before the, the, the show. So like all of them were reading it at their own pace. And one of my younger cousins goes, hey, can I just tell you, like to my own other cousins, he's like, can I just tell you one thing? And it's, it's a small thing. It's not, it's not really a spoiler. And just goes and like spoils the Red Wedding for him. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm just like, and he's just like, I, I wanted to murder him. Uh, like because like especially when you're reading a book there's like it's just etiquette just like don't spoil something that's like thousand plus pages yeah and uh it was and we're just like that's one of the biggest events in that entire book and how could you um just go ahead and do that um yeah but um you know there's likely going to be more info out about this game tomorrow as uh reviews drop at noon Mm -hmm. um we don't have our hands on it because we don't have time to review games or write reviews. Um, True. Yes. Um, so that being I'm, said, I'm, I, will, I will be playing it. Yeah, I will be playing it. I'm going to see if I can get my hands on it early. That's in New York, next Wednesday, right? A week from today that releases. It, is it next Wednesday? 
It is. I'm, I'm like 98. Number nine. nine. That's next Wednesday. Yeah, yep. next Wednesday. Okay. All right. So let's yeah. move on to our last bit of news. I kind of alluded to this earlier. PlayStation VR 2 is launching February 2023, February 22nd, 2023 to be exact, at a base price of, sorry, hold on. I need to check. This this looks like there's a typo in this article. Uh, this says that it's a base price of $549.99. Yeah, no, that, that sounds right. Yeah, that, that's not a typo. <laughs> that's, not, that, that's not a typo. That's, uh, uh, honestly, that's, uh, um, honestly, when I saw this price, I was like, no, that, that makes sense. Um, I'm actually not as shocked <laughs> about okay, this price. I, I heard compared to other VR headsets, it's like reasonable, but like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so compared I, to I, other, this, there's no sarcasm on my end <laughs> when I'm saying this. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm being completely honest. And I'll tell you right now, I've never played VR, so I have no idea. <laughs> okay. So like the Oculus Quest 2, right? Probably not as capable as this seems to be, considering the tech that's inside it, is significantly less money, right? So you have an entry-level VR that you can get into that, for the most part, is going to play all the same games that this does. It's more versatile because you can use it completely wireless or with, your, with a PC, right? It just won't have some of the, the, uh, the first-party titles, right? Okay. As far as the headsets that are more expensive, right? The headsets that are more expensive are less expensive than the equipment needed to run them. Okay? This is more expensive than the console. Yeah. We're talking about a peripheral that is more expensive than the console. Yeah, but like the MetaQuest 2 or the Pro, whatever it is, it's like, what, $1,200? I mean, the tech, the tech in this stuff is not cheap in any way. I just don't understand how you can sell a product that's more expensive than the console, right? And expect to get any sort of player base, the, the kind of player base that you would need to make this a, a product that you will support going forward. I, I mean, Rob, you, you all have to realize the PS5 is readily available for everybody to pick up, right? <laughs> Everyone can just go out and buy a PS5. Like, so well, here, all those people have a PSVR You need to pay $1,200 for that one headset, or you could pay a little over $1,000 for a PS5 in this headset. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. This is still a wired headset. Like, yeah, yeah. you're right. The, yeah. the Meta yeah. Quest Pro or whatever is significantly more expensive. It's not necessarily aimed towards gaming either. Like their, their intention is for it to be almost like an enterprise product, right? Where mm -hmm. uh, companies are using it for development and for, you know, whatever. And the, the, the beginning of the entry of the metaverse, blah, blah, blah. Like, whatever. That, that, I, I have thoughts on, on that particular headset as well. And I think it, I, that is also an overpriced. However, we're talking about this particular headset. There's just, I just don't, I don't understand how this is going to succeed. Okay, uh, I, I want to point out uh, two things here. Mm -hmm. Just the headset and its controllers is five forty nine. dollars oh, If right. you want a game, which is like the Horizon um, Call of the Mountain, mm -hmm. it's a $600 bundle. Mm -hmm. It contains a voucher for Horizon Call of the Mountain. Mm -hmm. uh, but hey, you know those handheld controllers? Mm -hmm. If you don't want to use up USB slots or connect the USBs to the back of your PS5 to charge them, Here's a $50 stand as well. You know what? Here's uh, the thing. The $50 stand doesn't bother me, right? Because actually, yeah. I don't know. If, no, you can't it's, see it in this shot. 
I have I have a, a, a charging stand for my Quest that charges the headset and a thing, and that was like that might have been more than fifty dollars, honestly. So okay. it's not it's not ridiculous. It's not unheard of, right? That part doesn't bother. I've seen some other people talk about like, you know, and it's this and plus this plus this. Like it's yeah, it's fine, right? Especially since that's an optional thing. I just <laughs> five forty nine ninety nine. It's How just many games are launching? So much money. Uh, well, so that's the thing is they actually released that uh, they announced. I think it's twelve games uh, are going to be around the launch window. And uh, let me see if it's on the PlayStation. But eleven, eleven new PS VR two games announced. And so where, where, where's the list? Where it's, where's it's on the list? It's on the PlayStation blog. If you. Uh, if you I, so sc- scroll up and click on PlayStation blog at the top, okay, and then that'll bring you to the main page. Oh, you see it, okay, right there on the left. Um, now and this yeah, also okay. just to just to say it's also not backwards compatible with any of your old PlayStation VR stuff. Correct, correct. Yeah. And so that is, I mean, and, and that's some of that's to be expected because it is using the new controllers. And I, I mean, I understand that. I just if this had come out at four forty nine. Right, then, okay, I can kind of, I can kind of get it. Still really expensive, but like you said, the tech is there, and I'm not even saying that the tech that's in it doesn't justify the price. That's not what I'm getting at. I just, I don't understand how you sell this to people. How you say, hey, you have a $500 console, and now we want you to spend $549 to play games using that console that are going to look worse because they are, right? Yes, you're, it's more um, engaging and engrossing, right? Because you're in the world. and I, But it's going to look worse than the games you're playing currently on that system. It just feels like such a hard sell to me. Actually, I think one of the things from the previews for the PSVR 2 at least was it looks really, really nice. I think, like, yes, but I think those previews state that it looks really, really nice for VR. VR. <laughs> right. Right. And so I I mean look, I could be completely wrong and maybe this will be what sets VR on uh a skyrocketing trajectory. Uh I think it's I, I I think that a lot of the games that are coming out that they've announced so far are uh very similar to VR games that are already out there. I mean some of them are are VR games that are already out there like Pistol Whip is what has been around. I actually own that on my Quest uh too and i i i hear i'm the kind of person that would buy a psvr too you know i like my quest 2 i would love a more powerful headset than what that currently offers you know uh the fact that it has connected to a playstation isn't a problem for me because i have the space in my house i can make that work but i just can't in good conscience spend more for the headset than what I paid for the console. There's just like, I, maybe it's just something in my brain. Maybe I'm an outlier. There's just no way I can get over that one fact, right? I feel like Plus, this PlayStation knows that the PlayStation VR diehards from before are going to buy this, right? Uh, yeah, maybe. Guys, it's, guys, hear me out. Hear me out. This is a new console. They're releasing a new yeah, console. Yeah. That it's requires that another console. console. We talked about, yeah. <laughs> this is the equivalent. This is the equivalent yeah. of the Sega yeah. CD. You understand that? This is what they're doing. <laughs> they're Sega CDing you. 
Okay. Guys, guys, hear me out. Okay. If we get 260 subscribers, I did the math. If we get 260 subscribers, yeah. I'll buy a PSVR too. <laughs> and we'll, I'll send it to all of us <laughs> that have a PS5 and we can play Horizon Cold on the map. No, we can't because it's a digital voucher. <laughs> no. We'll just ship the PS5. Just. <laughs> I. I don't know, man. I think this is one of those things that, like, when this inevitably goes on sale, it's a something to look at, right? If it gets enough game support, it's something to look at, you know? I'm, if if it gets a must-play title, it's something to look at. But at launch, with the games that they've announced so far, you are going to try to sell this for more than your console currently sells for in the U.S. I just... I don't, I don't get it, man. That, part of me wants to just get one and just sit on it and then see how much they're worth. <laughs> just flip it. Be like, why do you want this? I want oh, yeah. an essay. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be worth $250 when they announce that they've canceled support of it. Like, like it's a Google <laughs> product. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, um, like, I really want to... Like, like, I was kind of excited. I was kind of like... I was kind of leaning towards like, hey, I should just pre-order this. I got that mm -hmm. stupid peacock money to uh, that I could po probably <laughs> spend on this, and then, and then I looked at that list of games, and I was like, these aren't great, and some of these are saying twenty twenty three. So what is this launching with? And well, I mean, this this is launching in twenty twenty three. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so, so it's it's just. Um, yeah, like what? What am I going to be playing with this? And that's the same issue I had with the PSVR one. It's like everything's a shooting gallery or unreal shooting gallery, uh, or like a job simulator. Uh, yep. I mean, scenario. Here, here, here is why my recommendation is is always to get the quest for people. Right? Is unless you're willing to spend like you want just the highest of high end, right? But if you're trying to get into VR, the quest two is the way to go because you are not beholden to just what's on their store you can use it with steam vr and other pc vr like you can have higher quality experience you know because not for nothing but the screens in there the lenses are are of high quality they're not terrible and uh they have a high enough refresh rate that they can handle like i was playing half-life alex with it and it looked fantastic you know this is an a, a closed system vr headset that is more <laughs> expensive than the console it's I, I I I can't get behind it. This if this podcast has proved anything, and all the time we've done it is that I will spend money on dumb stuff if it's in card form. I, I, I mean, mean, especially if it's card form. But I I, <laughs> I mean, if anyone wants to know how likely we are to buy one of these, Rob and I are using DSLR cameras for this podcast. On uh, listen, I uh, listen, I am. I am currently using a very expensive webcam. I used my mirrorless camera to open cards in front of you. <laughs> like that, <laughs> that is where, that is where I'm at. You know? Wait, 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 Rob, 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 Rob. I, I've got it, I've got cards. it. We're yeah. going to, we're going to design a game where you could open up packs in VR. <laughs> All right, I'm in. So he's considering so, He's considering Yeah, yes. I'm in. <laughs> We've done it. Here, a quick little side story, right? Because we're at the end of the podcast. I I'm just going to, you know, tag this on to the end. This is a little bonus story for you guys. 
So I, I might have talked about it before, but my younger brother is the one who kind of got me on this card collecting train, right? Because he's been buying Pokemon cards, boxes and boxes, and he's been doing TikToks of uh, uh, box openings and stuff like that. And I'm, this dude is like, has gotten a ton. I mean, just spent a ton. Recently, he saw a listing for a lot of Pokemon cards, like some open, some unopened at this like naval base, you know? And it turns out that this guy was collecting some stuff. People found out he was collecting. They just kept giving him stuff, right? Unopened stuff. Yeah. So he paid, I don't remember exactly how much, but a quarter of what he found in there in unopened like trainer boxes and stuff like that, more than paid and made up for what he paid for it. Okay. I mean, oh. if, if someone, if there are some unopened boxes mm-hmm. there that like are old, those yep. things are worth like five, six figures. Easy. Yep. And so he's just sitting on, you know, he's sitting on some of them, but he's opened some of them. Now, the whole point of this is that I mentioned that I've been playing, we mentioned that we streamed out and I've been playing the My Hero Academia uh, card game over Tabletop Simulator. I told my younger, him, same younger brother, to come and play with me, okay? And we play, and then he's like, hey, now that I've played your game, will you download the Pokemon Online trading card game and we'll play that against each other? That's really well done. I was like, plays it. I was like, sure, let's do it. You know, you, you can, I'll, I'll, you can teach me how to play this. Cause he actually, he went to the most recent pre-release played in person as well. And so this is what my family has become. <laughs> and I go in there and I start playing and it turns out that those like uh, QR codes that are in all the individual booster packs, that that's what they're for. They're for mm-hmm. that trading card game. So you can open up packs in that as well. You get a double fix, you know? Yeah, this man, um, this man yeah. because of his purchases and because of that lot, has hundreds of QR codes. Which means that he had access to so many more cards and so many powerful cards that I went in there and he absolutely dominated me. I mean, it wasn't even close. I'm out there throwing out skitties and he's throwing out V-Star, V-Max Charizards. I, and that's not, let's not like hyperbole that's not hyperbole that's not uh like you know me exaggerating that is exactly what happened yeah no um yeah if you're sitting on those codes uh, it, it is fantastic actually when my nephew and niece come what i tend to do mm-hmm. is i go on ebay i mm-hmm. find out like what the latest um i found out what the latest uh packs are um mm-hmm. or a couple packs and i'll just like buy a lot of like 30 codes and mm-hmm. i'll just give them to them and they're ecstatic because they're like I just got 30 new packs and like you could use those packs uh you could redeem them and not open them and like trade them in for specific, like new cards or like uh, mm-hmm. anything you're looking to build your deck towards um and yeah it, it's a real, real smart way for the pokemon company to do it mm-hmm. um i i pre-ordered a, a like premium collector's box for him for for christmas because uh, he asked me to and uh, now he's not going to get it because I need the codes in there so that I can compete <laughs> in this Pokemon online trading card game against them. Uh, that's, this is what he gets. Anyway, that wraps up this week's podcast. Uh, thank you guys so much, those of you who watched this live and who are going to listen to this after the fact. Thank you, Bilal and James. Bilal, you want to let people know where they can follow you, follow the site? Yeah, you guys can follow me over on Twitter at Bilal underscore Mian, B-I-L-A-L underscore M-I-A-N. I am 
currently contemplating on picking up Sonic Frontiers. Okay, yeah. better you yeah, than yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, Do yeah, it. yeah. Um, Do it. I, I'm, I'm pausing because I know I, I, I know how dangerous of a statement that could be. Like, what if it's good and we all have to play Sonic? What if it's yeah. what's well, bad and I just tell you guys it's good? And I make you guys play Sonic for Game of the Year. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot I can do with all this information, uh, and Sonic. Uh, you guys can follow the site and its socials. Um, if we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. Uh, look up the work print and give us a follow, subscribe, uh, like, comment, uh, YouTube as well. Uh, you know all that fun stuff uh, over there. And over on theworkprint.com, you could find articles like. Uh, James's Logitech G Cloud hardware review uh, that he talked about earlier on this podcast, uh, as well as reviews of La Brea, an interview with Marvel's Peach Momoko, um, the artist behind the Demon War, the upcoming Demon War series, um, a bunch of Marvel news, uh, reviews for Amazon's The Peripheral, um, FX's Atlanta, and Star Trek Lower Decks. Um, also, a really great teardown of Rob Zombie's god awful The Monsters movie from Norton. <laughs> um, so, you know, if you're a fan of The Monsters and you, you agree, definitely give that review a read through. Uh, See, James, how about I, you? I will say, like, my wife and I, we both grew up watching The Monsters, right? Like, it's, it's been around for a long time, and uh, we won't even watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. That trailer was awful. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, well, uh, for me, uh, like Ball said, I, I'm starting to write again, so hopefully you'll see some more of my work up on theworkprint.com, so find me there. Um, but everywhere, so uh, Twitter and Xbox and all those places, just look up Jamester0722. Uh, that's where you'll find me. And as always, you can find me at SunnyVice20, S-N-N-Y-V-I-C-E-2-0, across pretty much all social media. The only places where it's different is TikTok. I'm at Tito's Tabletop, T-I-T-O-S tabletop the way it's spelled can, and can i tell you late, late at night when i'm scrolling through tiktok and uh, your uh, unpackings open up even before it starts i just i double tapped it like i'm like i'm like it, it it's rob I, w- I wish he would talk during some of these but he doesn't uh, <laughs> i think i'm going to start doing some of that the problem is that i <laughs> after this podcast i'll explain to you how i currently record them and so i need to get like a, a little cell phone holder uh, until I get this properly set up and then just start doing them here and then posting them afterwards and adding audio from here. Um, so I am going to do that at some point. But uh, So yeah, over there and also on YouTube where my first video should be going up uh, soon. I had one recorded. I had it edited. And I was about to publish it when I went over it again and realized that I set the name of the series wrong <laughs> at the very beginning of the uh, video, which made me decide I'm changing the name of the series because I'll keep making the same mistake I made in that. And I'm going to record another one um, this, this weekend. So first video should be up. I think the plan is, is actually doing a decent bit of synergy between my channel and then the work print. And uh, I will be mentioning the work print in all of the videos and anything that I unbox and do a how to play on that channel, I have intentions, I intend to also stream live uh, on the work print. And so just kind of have some back and forth between that. So you'll see some more board game stuff. I've already started doing some 
uh, tabletop stuff in the form of tabletop simulator and stuff like that. But we're going to have some IRL board gaming happening really soon. You can kind of see the the table set up right here and, and some of the stuff that's happening. Just got to figure out the logistics a little bit more. Um, but yeah. And uh, again, thank you guys, both of you guys so much for taking time out of your days. Um, I know you guys are both super busy and uh, we usually don't uh, let James know we're doing this until very last minute. So <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Uh, so thank you guys. <laughs> James, are we recording this Wednesday? I need to know. Uh, yeah. Two days no, later. I, I, yeah, I yeah, we're recording. Schedule, yeah. <laughs> James, where, where's James? It's five minutes before the podcast starts. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Come on, jump, jump. We're on. Uh, but it, it's great. It's honestly, I mean, I say this all the time, and I, and I mean it. And it's, so it's worth repeating. Like this is, you know, one of the highlights of my week, and I really have a great time doing this with you guys. So yeah. thank you guys so much. And until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Peace.